Hello and welcome to Sailor. Time to pause. So what? On the last day of the month. Not Friday anymore. The last day of the month, whatever day that might be. I am joined by the new official member of the podcast team, Gracie. Hello, Gracie. Hello, Samuel. You're okay? Very, yeah, yeah. Very, very excited to, you know, be part of this. Yeah. Officially. This is official. got my full uniform on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. New, a new, new applets there. Yeah. <laughs> Cape, white gloves. Yep. Definitely. So we've had a new format this month of the podcast. How are you finding it? Longer episodes. They are longer, but I think I quite like the chance to kind of mull over it. Mm. It gives me space to, to think about what's being shared, I think. Yeah, definitely. Before you go on to the next. Yeah. I found it hard to keep up with, I think, before, with a new episode every day. So I like I like being able to keep up with keep up with Sailor, keep up with pausing and keep up with so what so what yeah that's the <laughs> one uh you just run the london marathon yeah well a few days ago not now i'll be, be a little bit more out of breath but <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> recording this one, two, three days after four days after yeah yeah, yeah it's hit me now it's hit, it's hit me today i think so firstly well done thank you i was keeping up with you on the app and your timings for the mile were absolutely on point. Like, you would be a great pacemaker. You ever thought about doing the pacemaker job? Well, I'm just if it meant that I could carry a flag, then of carry course. Carry it? Oh, yeah. That's what you get, isn't it? You get a little rucksack with a flag on the, yeah, on the yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, no, I would never. Uh, it is purely, I'm not just saying this, it is purely accidental that that happens. As in, I don't have a plan. I just right. in my head think I don't want to stop. Mm -hmm. One of the things I wanted to try and do it without stopping, and I just wanted to get to the end. Yeah. And with that in mind, I thought if I slow down at any point, it's like the finish line is further away. <laughs> so if I keep going at the same pace, okay. yeah, 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 you get a rhythm. But yeah, I mean, it's very hard to explain the crowds and what Im effect that has. The noise. you on? Yeah, people who who don't know you, but they're they're like screaming your name at you. It's <laughs> almost as well. I've got to keep going out of fear because people screaming your name. It's a bit like, all right, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you stop, they're like, oh, go on, great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is it is, uh, it, and also I do wear a watch, a running watch, but my eyesight is so bad. <laughs> I couldn't read the I couldn't tell you what pace I was going alright okay um, well, you did a great job so well done well done thank you thank you well, see, but, um, dare I say I enjoyed it you can I, say that I enjoyed it I enjoyed Good. it more the second time I kept thinking enjoy the experience you know the atmosphere and stuff like that mm. soak yeah. it all up take it yeah. in definitely Um. so that's what I tried to do a bit more this time w would you ever do another one uh if you'd asked me that at mile 13, I would have said no. <laughs> um, but um, yes, I would. And I might have looked at it already. Oh, for next year? <laughs> we'll see. I think I would like to do one in 2025. I just don't feel I can do one next year. Right. But maybe the year after. I, yeah, I think you could. 
I really okay. think you could. If you stuck to a training plan, you'd be able to do it. Okay. Okay. We'll Trust see. me. If if me with my legs that are like two centimeters long can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it on your, you know. Well, well, we'll have to do it together, as you can be my pacemaker, and then. Okay, I'll carry the flag. You carry the flag. Yep. Yeah. I've got Sounds a question. Good. You know about flags? You know the flag with the Salvation Army? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, have you ever been in a Salvation Army service when they make a soldier or they join yeah. somebody to the role or something like that? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the person holding the flag mm-hmm. wears a very large, very large uh, glove. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? It looks like the same kind of glove you'd use to have an eagle land on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the two activities are linked in any way? I think skill. if the person holding the flag let go with one hand and put their arm out, an eagle would land on their hand. I mean, that would make the whole process even, you know, greater, wouldn't it? That would be really spectacular. Yeah. The other thing about gloves and salvation, I think. And you know what, what they call timberlists? Oh, yeah. They used to wear white gloves. Did they? Yes. Okay. So they used to wear white gloves. And then you also had the whole cape thing. Mm-hmm. So you've got white gloves with a cape. What other job? They wear a cape as well. Yeah. That's I don't right. think Timberlisted, but Salvation Army people used to wear a cape. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you think about that, right, what other profession mm. wears a cape with white gloves? Um, is this a joke? No. It's an observation. Okay. We've got our flag bearer, who can uh-huh. also t- have an eagle land on it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a timberlist, who might wear white gloves, and then in the old, old days, wore a cape. A magician. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a lot of doubling up, isn't there? Yeah. I was thinking um, Evil Knievel, but I'm not sure those are white gloves. Evil Knievel, didn't he um, ride a motorbike and do stuff? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't wear a cape. I thought he didn't have the the Star Spangled Banner on his back. Is he? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, I've got a gardening joke. Okay, yeah, because I forgot we did jokes. It's been so long. Do you want to hit me? Go on, hit me. Yep. What's kind of gardening? Right. It turns out my front lawn is chicken proof. Oh, right. Okay. It's impeccable. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I started growing some fungi in my garden but it failed miserably I guess there is mushroom for improvement I thought you were going to say like um, it's having a great time because it's a real <laughs> fun guy <laughs> uh, yet again someone has added more soil to my allotment the plot thickens oh that one's that one I, that one's like more of a, a I don't know I riddle. like it like, <laughs> riddle. yeah riddle anyway Anyway, let's run the theme tune. I will stop and breathe in your presence. Just breathe. Just breathe. Musical musings. It was Easter Monday, and Sunday is coming. It was the day after Sunday. Sunday had been. 
I thought, and I think it's still really important to remember the promise of Easter, that Sunday is coming, Sunday has been, Sunday will always be. Jesus has risen from the dead and defeated the devil. And I think remembering that is very important. One thing that I it made me think of immediately, and it's not it's probably a little bit cheeky rather than okay, okay. anything profound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I first moved to Birmingham and I was given the privileged role of leading the youth cell there mm-hmm. and I still was, I, I didn't know everyone in the group that well so I kind of wanted to get to know them, get to know how I could, you know, work with them and, and, and help them and support them. And at Easter we did a quiz. Now some of the questions were like, straightforward so the first one of the first questions i asked was just i put it in there just as a bit of a joke really when did jesus rise from the dead and somebody and i won't say who it is because you will know because you will part of that group responded very quickly with bank holiday monday okay (laughs) and they were serious (laughs) and i think at that point i thought ah right okay we need to do a bit of bit of teaching here on (laughs) It wasn't me, was it? It wasn't you. Oh, it right, wasn't okay. You. But it does, when, it, when I hear that um, whole thing of, you know, Friday's here, Sunday's coming, I often think of that person who says that he rose on, from the dead on Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and you, when, when you say about, you know, it's important to, you know, remember Easter Day and, you know, it's not just it just happen and we move on to the next mm-hmm. day. Um, I mean, I, I'm guilty of this a lot, but I do sometimes, like, if, if I'm interacting in church or, or, or with other Christians, it's not always obvious that we live in that truth, is it? Like, mm. sometimes I think we, we forget what we know and how it worked out mm-hmm. and, and living in that power and and knowing that we're saved and what's that where, where's that scripture it says the joy of our salvation we don't I, you don't always live that out um, yeah you know what I'm trying to say do you mean like we sometimes live in the space between Jesus dying and his resurrection yeah and I, I don't I, I don't I'm not sure if it's it's because it's maybe a little bit uncomfortable for us to li- live in the you know the truth of the resurrection because if we if we really live that out mm-hmm. it challenges us doesn't it to face our own shortcomings and our and our sin and our, our flaws and stuff yeah because even though we, we live in the victory of knowing that Jesus died for us and that he conquered death mm-hmm. um, but before it gets to that point obviously he, 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 he dies for you know what for our, our sin and you, you can't you can't have the Sunday bit without acknowledging the pain and the suffering yeah. of Friday yeah I heard a story which I'm now going to get completely wrong but it was kind of saying Jesus came into the world for us to come to come be with us as the human race and he he knew and saw that we were flawed and that we would all fall short of salvation. So um, he so he died because he knew that that was the only way that we could then be saved. He went and like killed the devil, and like we weren't able to get to, to be with God by ourselves. So he carried us on his back 
and said, look, father, these are all my friends. I've brought them with me because I just couldn't leave them there by themselves. And then it's like the, the prodigal son story and then we all have a big pie. It was much more profound when I heard it, whatever I heard it. Yeah, but it's true, that thing of, you know, we can't, we couldn't do what he did. Yeah. But he knew that it was the only option. Mm. For us, he loved us that much. He knew that the only way we could be saved is if he put himself in that position for us. Yeah, and I think that's probably partly why it's so hard to live in that resurrection and live in that thing, because... Without him, we wouldn't be able to live it. Yeah. And I think that links quite nicely to the garden episode, because I was thinking Elizabeth talked a lot about gardening and pruning and making plants flourish. And I've been trying to be a better gardener recently, but I'm not very good at pruning because I think, oh, that leaf, that leaf... Could it could it get better? But or does it need cutting off? Um, I don't know. I don't. So I just leave it, and then that kind of like has an effect on the whole plant. If I just cut it off, maybe it would help the plant. And I think, but God is the ultimate pruner, isn't he? He he knows he knows what needs pruning. Whereas me, I don't know what needs pruning. God knows what needs pruning. Like in our lives, in our lives, and in our characters, and in our giftings, and everything, he knows how to make us flourish and I think it can cause us a lot of hurt to let things go things that we think might have potential but God sees that like if you just let that go then other other things will be so much better and it's just it for my brain in particular it can be quite painful oh, and yeah. but I don't know what it often needs letting go but maybe need to listen to God a bit more yeah it is painful and there's a there's um Sometimes it can be a bit, little bit of a battle, can't they? When you, you think, oh, surely I don't need to let that go. Mm. You know, life's circumstances, situations led me that way. So surely that's a, I've got to keep hold of that. Yeah. And so you, you, you base some security in some things, and and God comes along and says, ah, yeah, mm. really, to make room for you to flourish a bit more. We need to chop that away. But it's yeah, it it, it, it can be really painful really painful it was, there was something something you said about what was that line about the devil better run or, or what was that line devil you're done you better start running yeah I've got, that, it reminded me of a quote that I saw which says um, I'm a child of God and if you've got a problem with that talk to my father mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that old, old idea that yeah bring it on but you yeah. know, you've, you've got the you've got your father there that can defeat anything and yeah. With that, devil, you're done. You better start running. I read, they've gone from my head again. I read a few Bible verses recently about like rooting yourself in God's word and in scripture. And through resisting temptation, that's when the devil flees through resisting temptation. Like if he sees that you would give in to temptation, then he'd be like, he's got something to grip hold of then and but if you resist that, then he's kind of got no got no grip on grip on me. That's the song in it. <laughs> and through practicing resisting things and through practicing, I think through Lent, it was really useful to spend some time thinking about like Jesus, how he resisted temptation, and how we can do the same. I really like that. I like that idea. 
because he i guess the devil doesn't really have any other method it's not mm. he's not all powerful but that whole thing of you could pick up on weakness and your vulnerabilities and try and manipulate it that way mm. in terms of tempting you but then if you practice a, a lifestyle that um resist temptation mm. that yeah that gives you a lot of strength over the devil doesn't it yeah and like ian said on his episode about living differently no it was another thing that i saw it was about in the garden of eden adam and eve god made adam and eve in the image of himself and then the serpent came and tried to convince them if you eat this fruit from the fruit that they're not meant to be eating then they'll have all the wisdom that god has but god has already said that he's made them in the image of himself so the devil's trying to convince them that they need something that god has already given them so if we remember that then yeah remember the truth that god has put on us and the truth that how highly god regards us and the truth of his word and how we should live our lives then the devil hasn't really got a place to stand and a place to yeah. grip hold of us it really weakens i know it's not that straight you know that kind of no. dry in all situations but yeah. it does highlight the weakness of the devil and then the, the strength and the power we have in relationship with jesus isn't it yeah and it does it like you said it does take a lot of strength for us to remember that yeah god has put those things in our lives but because the way we're often tempted is this is the easy way out this is much easier than anything else but it's not better and like, yeah it reinforces that idea that then you know living with what we know about easter mm. it's a bit like that this is silly but you know you're far too young to know this there used to be a campaign that said a dog's for life not just for christmas oh yeah, yeah. no i do know that i do know that yeah, yeah. You're, you're that old um <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit and it's a bit it's a bit like that whole thing of you know you talk about church you'll hear you know jesus not just for that christmas it's life I would suggest it's even more important about it's not just about Easter Mm. yeah the love of Easter it's not just for Easter it's for every day Mm. it's for your whole life there was was another there was two other things if it's okay to talk about Mm -hmm. the musical musings I mean I was was just reflecting on so there's there's a bit when so when the women encounter Jesus after he's been risen from the dead mm-hmm. you know what they do they worshipped him did they not they did they yes did. before that and I think it's I, I think it's kind of under uh, underestimated a little bit it says they were afraid yet filled with joy mm. it's interesting that that's in the same sentence I think I would be more if I was honest if that was me I'd be mm. so I would be completely freaked out yeah, understandable. But they, but at the same time, they were filled with joy. Why were they filled with joy? Because they knew, I guess. Yeah, because they knew in their hearts that it was Jesus. It was Jesus, and then the first thing they did was worship him. Yeah, because I think I think that's a very human reaction to be, because you'd be you'd be terrified. You'd be like if you your mates was dead two days ago 
or the day before you think he was still dead and then he's just stood there and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's played down a bit, that hole. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, it, it's not normal. <laughs> no. And Yeah, and then they worship him. I just like that. I, I'm just challenged by that response. As soon as they encounter him, mm. that he's been risen from the dead, it's that drop to the knees and worship him. Yeah. They knew who he was. Mm. Yeah. So that encouraged me. The other thing was just an observation. Okay. Which just made me chuckle a little bit. And I and I thought, should I really be chuckling at the resurrection? I don't think it's appropriate, but <laughs> you can choose to keep this in or not, right? <laughs> okay. So in Luke, I'm gonna find it. In Luke, no not Luke, sorry. In John. So the book of John, mm-hmm. if I've got this right, is written by yeah. 10 points, you get this right. Just another test. Yeah. John. John, correct. Oh, I thought it was a trick question. Gold <laughs> star. And it is kind of known that John is kind of referred to as the one that Jesus loved. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the mm. phrase I'm looking for? I think yeah. so. He's like his best mate. Yeah. Yeah. So he was referred to as that. Right. So this is the bit of the empty tomb. And I don't know if it's just because I've, I've become a little bit obsessed with running. So first of all, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and she saw that the stone had been removed. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. Mm. So this is John referring to himself as the one Jesus loved, which right. kind of made me chuckle anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they've just got this news. Uh, and she says, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple, as in John, mm-hmm. to himself. so Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Yeah. Right. So he's he's he's. Pulled out that little bit of detail that he yeah, beat yeah, yeah. Peter, run into he the tomb. He didn't mention himself by name, though. So. No. This is John saying, he's my best mate, and I'm the quickest. <laughs> yeah, I'm the quickest. But then this is what happens, right? He, get, he gets to the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the, the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon, who was behind him, <laughs> he arrived and went into the tomb, right? So that, that yeah. all happens. And then, so he goes, so Simon Peter goes in the tomb and sees, right? And then in, in verse 8, finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. <laughs> it's like, but in that, I was looking and then I looked through the other kind of retelling of that bit. Mm. Nobody mentions who ran and who got there first. And right. it, it doesn't make any difference to the actual situation. No, in the in the others, did, did it does it say that John is the one that Jesus loved? I don't know. I'd have to look or is, at that. Or is it just John that says that? I don't know. But that really kind of fascinating <laughs> that he had to add those details. That he yeah. he ran. He got there first. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if I was if I was John, if that was me, and I was telling that story, I think those are details I would add if I'd won the race as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very subtly. <laughs> I've just got this image of him arriving there first, and okay. like 
Yeah, or, or even like being a bit out of breath, go, you go in. Go on, yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was an aside that just made me chuckle. And I, like... I, I didn't think it would be possible to chuckle at the resurrection bit, but there we go. Sorry. No, I, that, that, I like that analogy. It's my favourite part of the episode. So <laughs> <laughs> you chuckle. The other serious thing. Oh, yeah. Because I was looking... That I got distracted by that. But one of the things that kind of emphasised the whole Easter thing for me was that, so I was looking at John 16, 24. It says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. Right, so it's that. And I was thinking about that leading into what Ian talks a lot about, the fact that we're not promised a, an easy, stress-free mm. life. But we have got what we need in Jesus to overcome those things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, 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 you know, it doesn't say in this world you might have trouble. Some of you will, some of you mm. won't. It says we will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to be with Ian pondering on that for a while with 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 Job. And I, asked, I was thinking all the way through his episode, oh, poor lad Job. He's he lives a good life, but yeah, he's got got all this hardship to go through, and like yeah. And he's for such a for such a um, little name. He's got a, like the weight of the world on him, isn't he? Mm. Three letters in his name, and he has a massive amount of suffering. Yeah. Poor little joke. Yeah. Part part of me is looking forward to spending some time with 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 Job, but also expecting to be challenged a lot by that. Yeah. Job was such a good servant of God, but yet went through so much trouble. Like, and it was—it yeah. wasn't like it was all areas of his life, wasn't it? Wasn't his just his not just, but he didn't just have family issues. Mm. There was physical afflictions. There was work, you know, like mm. me, yeah, breakdown in relationships and great amount of suffering. Yeah. But he stuck to it. But I think what I like about Joe is his honesty. Mm. He didn't just take it going, do you know sometimes you hear a thing of, uh, uh, oh, I'm suffering a bit, so it must mean I'm doing something good. You ever heard that? Or, you know, Christians can sometimes yeah. say that, you know, oh, it's difficult at the moment, but that must be that, we, you know, we're making the devil a bit cross. Yeah. Right, so yeah. you just kept it and... I like the fact that he, uh, Job doesn't kind of go down quietly. Oh yeah, he 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 shouts a lot, doesn't he? And yeah, he asks questions. Yeah, which is which is understandable. And I think you say he asks questions. He's but yet he still followed God and like worshipped God. And I think in a way, I just thought this: we owe it to Job as a person. Like when we go through hardships in our lives that we still praise God through it all. Like, I don't think that the hardships we go through would, I hope and I pray the hardships we go through won't be like, won't be quite like what Job had to go through in the the length of time that Job had to go through them, but he kind of like still stuck to it. So hopefully if we remember that and live like Job, what he went through won't have to be for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he never, he never, he, 
it's almost like he reaches a point where so it's, it's like he's brutally honest with God. Also, like, I can't take this anymore. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Mm. But then he he then always trusts him. Mm. Anyway. Which is massive. It is like, huge, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know that I'd. You know, it's a real challenge that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I've had situations I've been really really dark places where I've struggled. I've got really angry at God. Mm. and shouted and then I remember there was a time where I there was a lot going on I had quite a lot of loss that happened all in a space of about six months lost my job and all that it was just relentless and I was trying I was really trying to you know whatever happens just keep keep worship going keep keep Jesus in the picture and stuff I'd get really really angry and I, I remember messaging a friend of mine who I respect in terms of Christian faith and stuff like that and I remember feeling quite guilty, mm. saying, you know, I've been really angry at God and that, like, that's not good. You know, it's not. Mm. I, I remember just saying, look, I'm going to be really honest with you. I've been really angry at God. I've shouted at him and I, I can't see a way out. And she, she messaged me back and, says, and said, God, God can handle it. Mm. You know, be, he'd rather you were honest mm. and you know, you open your heart to him and she said, you might, might not get the answers now, but don't don't hold back because God can handle it. Yeah. And that's not to say then, that, you know, that's all I did then was shout at God. But it just, it, it was like, oh, okay. All right, this is a process. Um, mm. God's not going to shun me just because I've got angry with him. Yeah. And I guess the fact that the book of Job is in the Bible is kind of like God reinforcing that point saying don't feel bad for shouting at me like that he can handle it and that he is powerful enough and strong enough to handle that and make it all work out for a good um and I don't I don't think that that's not a reflection on his faith either that he gets angry. Mm. That was in a negative reflection. No, yeah, it's kind Being of like honest with somebody. There needs to be that. Yeah. Because to get angry with somebody and still love them, is kind of like how shows the relationship that they had mm. that that was okay. Like, doesn't matter how angry that they got, that he got it, God. Because their relationship was so strong, God knew the love was there and kind of knew, God knew that. And does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I thought, I think also there is another, the book of Job and his story, it also emphasizes that, you know, we can't change things that happen to us mm. or around us, but we can affect what happens in us. Do you know what I mean? Or how we respond. Yeah. So I think, and I think that's what's that hit home to me a little bit that, you know, we can't change what happens to us, mm -hmm. but we can impact how we respond to those yeah. situations. Yeah. And, you know, that's where a, a strong relationship with God mm -hmm. is reflected even in the hardest, biggest challenges. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, sorry, okay. there's one other thing about Job. See, just thinking about that thing of... Um, yeah, go on. 
It was a quote I found. So I don't know who said this. Okay. But I can't give them credit, I'm afraid. Okay. So whoever said this, I, it obviously struck me that God only uses those who fail because there's no other kind of people around. Yeah. Which we're all flawed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that doesn't stop God being able to work in us and through us. And, mm. Yeah.
Hello, this has been Sailor Time to Pause, a podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. I'm Ian. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sam. If you've enjoyed journeying with us over these last few weeks, join us every Monday. Or any day that works for you. To spend time together, taking time out to pause, catch our breath, draw near to God and refresh our spirits. We share Bible teachings, reflections on songs we're listening to, and on what's going on in the world around us. As well as this, on the last day of the month, we look back and reflect, share any thoughts from our listener community, and ask what we can take from it into our daily living. What we call our personal So What's for the month. Join us, making us part of your regular routine, spending a few minutes to listen to what God might be saying to you. Find us on your favourite podcast streaming service, on Facebook or YouTube by searching for Selah. That's S-E-L-A-H. Time to pause.